Right, chaps, we're going to start the seance now. Do you want to sit down? Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 Right, now, Crumbly, obviously, is the yeah. one we're trying to reach. It's mm-hmm. it's tragic. He was so young. Well, he was quite young. Well, he was young once. Young, yes. <laughs> but let's see what happened, because no one's telling us. So can you mm-hmm. all put your hands on the table? Thank you. All right. right. All right. Okay, now, yeah, yeah, repeat yeah. after me. Are you there, Crumbly? Are, Are you there, Crumbly? Oh, oh! I felt a tingle. Oh, it think, wasn't me. I think he's coming through. <laughs> Remember that again. Talk to us, Crumbly. Talk to Talk us, to Crumbly. Us. Crumbly. Crumbly. Oh no! Oh, oh, that's tragic. What? 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 What's, what's oh, happened? I th- always thought he was such a good man. What's happened? He's gone to a place. Oh, that uh, none of us are going to ever go to. Oh, what? Well, it's a horrible place for horrible people. Where's oh, this? Yeah. Oh, Where? God, you mean, why has he gone there? The seventh level of hell? Crichton! Oh, oh God. Oh. Okay. Oh, well. that's, that's Unclean. Very, yeah. very good. I'd never knew him. We apologise to any listeners in Croydon. <laughs> no, we don't. Commiserate. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome to Stagnant Stories Podcast 388. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. I'm Stephen. I'm Fake Keith. And I, yes, I am the courageous little turtle that's the first one to force itself out of its egg, scrabble through the sand, break through and see the sky before all his brothers and sisters, and then drag himself down the beach (laughs) towards the sea and the adventures that lie in its glorious depths until he gets eaten by a seagull that happens to be passing before his flipper even touches the water. Of life. (laughs) You put a lot of thought into that. (laughs) Evocative. It's funny what comes to you during a budget meeting. (laughs) Without further ado, news with El Presidente! Doctor Who news. Billy Piper back and the Colin Baker unbound. What's he been bound for? Well, (laughs) Billy Piper is returning to Doctor Who. At least her oral talents are, thanks to those audio mongers' big finish. Back before the dark times in 2019, (laughs) Big Finish gave us a box set called Rose Tyler colon The Dimension Cannon. This wasn't her wrestling name. (laughs) (laughs) I think you should have an echo on that. Rose Tyler, Tyler, Dimension Dimension Cannon. She's gone. Karen's having a crisis. (laughs) That wasn't her wrestling name, but instead chronicled her attempts to return from Pete's world to warn the Doctor, as we saw in Series 4. It has now been announced that finally we will be getting more of that story, with not one, but two additional box sets in the range, named Other Worlds and Trapped. Joining Piper once again will be Camille Cordery as Jackie, Mark Benton as Clive, but apparently missing this time is Sean Dingwall's Pete. Hmm. The box sets will be released in October 2022 and September 2023. 
Meanwhile, those audio gushers are resurrecting an even older range, Doctor Who Unbound. That short-lived series finished some 15 years ago and featured alternative Doctors in various what-if scenarios. One in particular, David Warner's alternative third Doctor, has become a big part of the Benny Summerfield box sets in recent years. Now Unbound will get two new box sets, which fits in with their new mantra, For the love of box sets. (laughs) These will feature none other than the Colin Baker. May mashed potato and ketchup be upon him. As an alternative war Doctor. These stories will imagine what might have happened had the fourth Doctor wiped out the Daleks in Genesis of the Daleks. Spoiler music, la 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 la. (laughs) (laughs) These box sets will drop in April and then September of this very year. I I was one of the films, I think it was uh, Excalibur or whatever. Nothing's forgotten. Nothing's ever forgotten. (laughs) Yeah. I did like that some of the Facebook pages went into meltdown. Oh, yeah. The idea of Rose Tyler coming back to Doctor Who and the amount of people had to say on audio. Big finish. Yeah. What's big finish? I can't wait to see him in the next oh, series. Oh, yes, yeah. wonderful yeah. no. <laughs> well, As I said, the, the amount of times that popped up on my news feed from yeah. The Guardian, from Sky oh, really, News, yeah. from, you know. Oh, yeah. But yeah like, the, so um, the Facebook page, um, Doctor Who fans who actually like the show, so many people on there who are new fans mm-hmm. and have just been introduced to Big Finish by old farts like us going, check out Big Finish. <laughs> didn't They didn't even know it existed. Yeah. Oh, I do not know. Oh. Stranger Things, season four, split and five to end it. Mm. It is fast approaching three years since Stranger Things season three aired the 4th of July 2019. But finally, we have a release date for season four, or rather, two release dates. According to the brothers Duffer, Netflix will split the nine-episode season four into two, with volume one streaming on the 27th of May and volume two on the 1st of July. After that, there will be one final season to wrap things up and pension off the rapidly ageing cast. I was going to say that they, they no longer pass for small children. <laughs> no. I'd look at the ages of the, the young group. Yeah. Uh, the youngest is Millie Bobby Brown, who's 18. Yeah. yeah. The eldest is, uh, is it Caleb, who plays Lucas? Lucas yeah. is 20 now. Yeah. 20 now. <laughs> yeah. The others are all 19. Yeah. 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 And it probably didn't help having a pandemic in the middle. That oh, exactly. No. They carried on growing, but... Yeah. yeah. Especially Finn Wolfhard, who's about nine feet tall now. Well, I, I, the trouble is, I think season three takes place only a few months uh, season four takes place only a few months after season three growth so, spurts yeah, wonderful things yeah, yeah but um they've i seem to remember reading some or hearing on one of the background things that it was always go- gonna be five seasons mm. that that's it so that that is no real surprise there mm-hmm. yeah well, at least they haven't decided to try and draw that out like they yeah. did with lost and a few others yeah. where it then loses itself yeah, it's, for, a, so to speak. it's always been with a defined beginning middle end Stuart Bevan. Dead. Dead. Yeah. Sad. The actor best known to many of us as Professor Clifford Jones has fallen foul of giant maggots aged 73. Mm. Professor Jones was, of course, the character from Pertwee's story, The Green Death, who steals Joe Grant away from the Doctor, in no small part due to his funny fungus. <laughs> oh dear. Besides Doctor <laughs> Who, Bevan appeared in such films as To Serve With Love, House of Mortal Sin, Steptoe and Son Ride Again, and The Scooting Book for Boys, and such telly as Dick Turpin, Emmerdale, Blake Seven, The Gentle Touch, 
the bill, casualty, etc., etc., etc. Co-star, close friend, and ex-partner Katie Manning tweeted of Bevan, the most beautiful man, poet, actor, screenwriter, husband, and father. He was the love in my life for many years, on and off screen, and our wonderful friendship continued to the end. Aww. It was a shame when I heard this. Yeah. I've seen him only once, and I think it was actually with Katie was with him. Yeah, it was at one of the capitals. It was one of the capitals, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah it and, be, yeah. and I think it was just yeah. after the release of the box set. Yeah. Oh, and right, you yeah, could yeah. Set, see that they they were buds. They were really yeah. comfortable yeah, yeah, in yeah, each yeah. other's company, even mm. though they were no longer partners. Mm. Yeah. There was no animosity or anything there, or if no. they had, it had grown out with time. But yeah. he seemed such a nice man. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. He's often doing Doc Two type things, like he, yeah. oh yeah, lots of special features. He did that special scene, they, yeah, the the advert, yeah, basically yeah. for for the, that se- the season ten box set. Yeah, Henry Lincoln dead. dead. Henry Soskin, aka Henry Lincoln, has been yetied to death, aged ninety two. Oh, mm. yeah. not bad innings, yeah. Blimey, Lincoln is best known in Doc Two circles as the co-writer alongside Mervyn Hazeman of three Troughton stories, The Abominable Snowmen, The Web of Fear, and The Dominators. As such, he was the final surviving 1960s Doctor writer, and even outlived all but one of the 1970s writers. Chris Boucher being that final 1970s survivor, <laughs> and must be feeling the fear about now. Besides being a writer, he also appeared as a guest actor on such programmes as The Avengers, The Saint, The Champions, Man in the Suitcase, and Emergency Ward 10. To the wider world, he is probably more famous for his documentaries and books on historical mysteries and ancient conspiracies, most notably the mystery surrounding the French village Rennes le Chateau, uh-huh. which went on to inspire Dan Brown's The Da Vinci Code. Yes. You've been there a couple of times yourself. I have been you? there yeah. a couple of times yeah. before, uh, before it blew Da Vinci up. Code yeah. was written. <laughs> yeah, so sad. And surprising that there's now only one writer 1960s. left in the 1970s. Yeah. 70s, well, sorry. There's, yeah. there's almost only one man standing from the 1960s. And that and that's William Russell. Uh, I thought Warris Hussein was still alive. Warris Hussein's still what's alive. Hussein? Obviously, yeah. two of the original companions are still alive. Peter Purvis and what's her face? Yeah. Oh, definitely what's her face. Yeah. yeah. Caroline yeah. Ford. Yeah. Is yeah. Jean Marsh alive? No. No, she popped off in twenty. She was a twenty sixteen yeah. casualty. I think. Russia, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit of a gap in the middle, though, isn't there? You've got a few of the early companions, and then a huge gap. To Fraser Hines. Tom lost a good few. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Endendums. Go on then, Stephen, what you got? Lay it on me, boy. And then, um, John Williams, the composer for a lot of, a lot of, a lot of Star Wars and mm-hmm. other stuff. Dead. Um, no, not dead. No, no not <laughs> he's, dead. He's predicted, in my predictions, the last yeah, well, this year to die. That's alongside a 90 now, isn't he? But, yeah. 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 Anyway. Let's, let's hear our addendum. <laughs> What's Sorry. he done? So the addendum is, he's coming back to score more Star Wars after retiring. Oh. He's, back he's having com- a late surge. He's coming back to compose some scores for the new television series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Excellent. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Johnny Williams is back. He is. Johnny. Johnny. He is back. Dear Johnny. Oh. That'd be so cool. I hope it's good. Of course it's going to be good stuff. It's him. It's <laughs> John Williams. As, as I understand, he's not writing the entire music. He's doing some themes for it, isn't he? He's doing some themes and the main score. Um, yeah. But obviously, we'll find out more near the time. But. A new D&D tabletop game on the horizon. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Not Dungeons and Dragons. But Doctors and Daleks. Ooh. Okay. It's like a very strange uh, Doctors role and play. Nurses. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Uh, Cubicle 7 is releasing a supplement for the Dungeons and Dragons game, converting <sighs> the Doctor 
various monsters and aliens. Into Daleks. That's yep, so cool. They're, they're gonna, <laughs> so you could have Daleks up against orcs. But. Yes. If you replace, like, orcs with Daleks, lots of orcs tend to live in cavey and raggedy areas, mm-hmm. which is hard for Daleks to traverse. <coughs> I know they can hover. Elevate. Yeah, but then it's very hard for them to hide effectively. <laughs> you don't need to hide, you just shoot. <laughs> and my last role-playing, my last D&D character had a knife and a level four bow. How the <laughs> hell would I stand a chance against a Dalek? I stalks. Bloody, this bow could barely pierce a cotton bud. I'm sure they managed it in Death of the Daleks. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. well, you know. Battered it a couple of... But yeah, it's being released... It's not released yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's only in the planning stage, but it's going to be released by Cubicle 7. Okay, who do the normal roleplay? Who play? do the normal roleplay? They've got their own yeah. system. I, I still like haven't played any of the roleplay or Dungeons & Dragons yet. We're going to have mm-hmm. to start... Not a game going. <laughs> we Me are, and Karen, yeah. remember when we got told off at Chisel Hurst Coast for uh, kissing the, um, the live role yes, play? We did some live <laughs> role play game and there was some white wolves or something and we went up to them and we kissed, kissed them, them and the two young men were so much in shock they didn't notice everyone else going, bash, 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 bash. And they claimed it was cheating and we said it wasn't cheating at all. And then yeah. when we were fighting and I clobbered one of the baddies, I went, oh God, I'm so sorry. And the a dungeon master well, don't apologise kill him <laughs> and I thought oh I like this game well, this is going to be out in the second quarter of 2022 Ooh. awesome any more addendums there's more Pokemon <laughs> there's more Pokemon there's more Pokemon there's more Pokemon we released yes yeah it's not the okay. Jotun Jotun region not Johto, no but it was Gen 9 so we don't know a lot about it at the minute we just know it's going to be another open world game which looks more open world than the current Arceus is and yeah another new game of the five people in this room three of us didn't know what the hell you just <laughs> <No>. said <laughs> doesn't matter that's how parts. I feel about some of the things that are said <laughs> I hope some of you listeners out there know what I'm, I'm talking sure about some they will do yes and that's the end of the news <laughs> right We've been finding tenuous links between things again. <laughs> Very tenuous. Yeah. Oh, we're this going to we... talk about a film. Did. Yeah. A Ghostbusters film. Woo! Ghostbusters Afterlife. Woohoo! Me and Keith watched this together. Yes. And we both had the same final opinion of this film. Okay. But our way of getting there was Very different. divergent. Right. <laughs> I've got to admit, I did love it. I loved this film a lot. So did I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, we agreed. We agreed. Okay. The world's agree with about it. to end! But can anyone say weaponised nostalgia? Oh, oh yeah. yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what this was. If I had to choose, yep. I would watch the reboot film because it was a better story and Ooh, I enjoyed okay. that yeah. as much as I enjoyed this yeah. one. There was just... I wasn't being battered by nostalgia and people <laughs> trying to make me cry, which they succeeded in doing. Oh, yeah. good. I mean, to my mind, it's not a whole film. 
It is Ghostbusters point, point five. Point yeah. two. Part two yeah. No, no, Ghostbusters zero point five. Yeah. yeah. So all all the others, for better or for worse, I'm not getting into that argument here, <laughs> were solid, self-contained films. Yep. This one wasn't. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. That's what? deliberate. It's very common. Look at something like Force Awakens. That's basically a remake of yeah, A New but, Hope. Yeah, but why? it had... It, why do it? Yeah, Force, Force Awakens is basically a remake, but it had a beginning, middle and end to the story. This is just an end. Yeah. It doesn't have a beginning. The, begin, the beginning is Ghostbusters. It is, but I think if you don't, haven't seen the original Ghostbusters, the 84, I think it wouldn't matter too much. It tells you enough as you go along for it to make a, a story in its own. I yeah. don't know. I agree with Adam there. If I, I hadn't heard know. of Ghostbusters, well, one, I wouldn't have cried as much, <laughs> but I would have understood, ooh, weird old guy at the beginning has been trying to My, uh, yeah. Yeah. capture Well, you've also thing. got the bit that the kids hadn't heard of Ghostbusters. So that they're wasn't, learning that wasn't that cool. Well, so, no, it yeah. depends which scene you were in. Yeah. Because first of all, you had Ghostbusters, what's that? And yeah. then you had, wow, your grandpa was a Ghostbuster. Well, some of them did. Well, you're a Ghostbuster now, too. Yeah. But they, yeah. you did see them doing their research. You, you saw yeah, Phoebe watching but, YouTube videos. But, and... but if I did research about Peach Melba, I then wouldn't go all sort of, wow, if I discovered that Keith's great-aunt Joan once had a Peach Melba in the nude on Buckingham Palace lawn. <laughs> you know, it'd just be, I'll, I'll add that to the My info. thoughts of it is, does it, it, it's not striking a resonance that it should strike. And the best way I can start sum it up is um, Marvel Civil War. The line from Peter Parker. Hey, do you remember that old film where they wrapped up those walking thing doodars? And how the hell? What? How old is this kid? Yeah, it doesn't Star have. Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have the resonance to the audience. It only has a resonance to old farts like me. Yeah. <laughs> although, I'm just, although, I will say the major awesome thing in this was McKenna Grace. Yes. Yeah, completely Wasn't brilliant. Wasn't she good? Amazing. She so yeah, good. Amazing. And podcast guy. He was awesome. Podcast. <laughs> podcast was fun. You uh, never find out his name. Yeah. No, his name's no, podcast. Podcast. He's called podcast. Yeah. I did he's, like our, the... he's our mascot now. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way it started. Um, yeah. Particularly... Did, did you um, figure um, out who it was? I kind of did. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Because and, and you meant to, if you know, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, that's, that's the point. And yeah, given, if you don't know, it doesn't matter. Sorry, Jean, carry on. <laughs> given how it's going to end, mm-hmm. the story ends, I thought it was very cleverly shot at the beginning, mm-hmm. given that you haven't got the actor there yeah. to do yeah. those scenes yeah. that yeah. he's yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, you know, they gave you the feeling in the air of it, but they didn't give the game away. You didn't actually no. see yeah. Spengler, yeah. Um, which I thought was quite good. And then at the end, where they took stock footage and what have you, and I thought that was very, very well done. And I actually think some of the the, the other three guys, I've got the feeling some of those tears weren't necessarily acted. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's one of the parts that made me cry, was the fact you had these these four guys, Mm -hmm. and they basically went through life and death together. And then they had a stupid falling out and mm-hmm. they never got the chance to say sorry. And they mm. never got the chance yeah. well, they to become friends again. In the end, but yeah, yeah, but briefly. one of them was dead. So, you <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, like, I like the little tribute they did to that. So as, as Spengler's spirit went up and he just yeah. said for Harold, which oh, I thought was yeah. very yeah, I, if I, I was already blubbing at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like when Star Wars put up for our princess. And it's like, oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so what did everyone think of the new Slimer? Muncher. No, it's Muncher, it's that's why I said yeah, the yeah. new Slimer. Well, Slimer wouldn't have worked because Slimer wouldn't have been a good enough plot device because no. we had to get through all the metal, metal. stuff. Yeah. But yeah, 
Muncher is Muncher. I have no problem with Muncher. If if I was nine, I would think Muncher was the most awesome thing in the world. (laughs) It's in keeping. Exactly. Slimer was the most awesome thing in the world. Muncher is as well. Josh Uh, Gad, though, voiced uh, Muncher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Olaf. I was going to say, voiced him. Yeah, voiced him. And I found found it dreadfully sad that Egon's daughter never understood why he'd gone, although he was a bit of a dick for going. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That confused me slightly. Why? Because out of all of them, I would have thought Egon would have been the last person to have had a family. Well, people used to say that about you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it's not that. It's from what I've seen of him, or what we saw of him, the only way I could sum him up is having a family is it's some form of experiment. (laughs) Maybe. he He does seem to... Egon socially was... Somewhere was, on the spectrum. He, he, yeah, he, to, to a certain extent, from, certainly for the first and second films, yeah. he was Spock. But he, he never got together with Janine, but no. I love the fact that they stayed friends yeah. to the yeah, very yeah, end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Janine was Meemore in yeah. Young Sheldon. <laughs> I loved the special effects on this and how they did... Oh, God, I can't remember the name. His name, its name. The, the main baddie. Goza. Goza. The Gozeria. I loved, I loved Goza's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It certainly, it certainly seemed to be approved from the first film. Because yes. the first film, it seemed to be bubble wrap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it seemed to have yeah. internal lighting. Yeah. 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 And the way she just well. pulled apart the guy that built the architecture, the guy that built everything. Oh, God. He didn't even, he Simmons. didn't even finish his sentence, did he? Just shink. Yeah, again, that was all very much playing on the old emotional. Yeah. you still got the two, the key master yeah, and the, the two dog, yeah. gatekeeper and all that kind Can of thing. Can I just point out yep. that Keith doubted Egon? Oh, you did. Oh, I did. Uh, what, you what did. Way? Well, straight away, I was all sold on the fact that it was Egon's ghost doing all the, all the oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I loved it and I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. And he's sitting there going, it's not going to be him. Said, it's going to be no, something excuse evil. Excuse me, I asked... Is it him? Because on, on most of the uh, horror films, <laughs> the uh, the possessing demon starts cute it's and cute innocent to begin with. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, so the, the chess game and yeah. Stephen. Yeah. So I just wanted to get in and say about just how much I loved the whole lot that they did as all the Egon moments, so mm. like all the tender little moments that were there, and they were generally really like heartfelt and stuff. And it was like obviously put across really well that the ghost was there, and then um. Girl's name the young girl Phoebe. Phoebe. So how Phoebe discovers like slowly works out who it is yeah. and finds the puzzle box and stuff mm. and gets the old thing out. All the little moments, so like the lamp in the oh, room downstairs, just like looking around and helping her with a proton pack and stuff. And Do you know which and then with the mother as well. When um, at the end in the final fight where Phoebe is battling with the, oh, yeah. uh, and yeah. then you just saw his hands yeah. just yeah, to yeah. help her, and that yeah. was that was gone. That was yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not just that. It's how you were saying earlier about um, his, his daughter. daughter, like yeah. not really thinking that he loved her or whatever it was, yeah. and mm. much. But then there was that moment when she was downstairs. She discovered the area as well, yeah. and then you saw the light turn and show her, and then she yeah. gradually realised like just how it much a, a he did. Yeah. yeah, and it was about yeah. her. It was like he. Was trying to help do this yeah. stuff to like support her and stuff. He, he yeah. separated really out to protect them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did like the ending. It set itself up for a f- another film. Yes. Oh, can I just point out? Yeah. Are you a god? 
<laughs> Seriously, Ray? <laughs> As he pauses to think about that one. Yeah. That's my favourite line from the first film. Yeah. If somebody asks you if you're a god, you say yes. yes. <laughs> I live by that. And there's two... I've noticed. Two end of credit scenes. Yes. 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 Yeah, there are, yeah. I did think the one with Sigourney Weaver, you were going to pull back and there's actually going to be a mirror behind that. <laughs> that, yeah, that was good. Yeah. He'll taste <laughs> his own medicine there. <laughs> <laughs> So are they? Did they get together, or are they just buds? They look like they're together. They, they did. Like they're together. together. They, yeah. The way they were. I think she was, with she each was other. wearing a ring. So I think they were married. Yeah. That's the implication. Anyway. <laughs> the awkward scene between podcast and um, I've got name again, Phoebe. Um, when they're then talking as well, and in, in front of them, and then they're just looking Phoebe and podcast looking at each other, just like. What what just happens <laughs> <laughs> when like her mum and like his character? Yeah. Oh yeah, her name's yeah. yeah it was Finn Wolfhard um, didn't do much. No, I yeah. I could have, I thought the film could have done without him. He could have been anyone. Yeah, he could have been. He could just have been podcast Big Brother. There was yeah. you know yeah. He had some moments. He was obviously the mechanic. He got the car back yeah. going. And... But yeah, no, the the star of the show was McKenna Grace. Oh, completely. How many yeah. times that girl sat down and watched Ghostbusters she, um, to get that character? Yeah, she's yeah. She, yeah. she channeled very young. Eagles she's been in that virtually everything. Uh, yeah, well, she yeah. was she's young been, Thea in yeah, Haunting of Hill House. house. And she was mm. amazing in that. And, yeah. you know, she's an acting powerhouse. She is. Yeah. She's, she's um, got very long, straight blonde hair. Black. Not... Curly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks completely different. But yeah. she was, and that the fact all the way through, she like Egon, she had that frown. That yeah. I'm not sure what's going to happen now, but <laughs> yeah. I've got to be I'm, in charge. I'm, I'm, try, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to work yeah. this out. Great but, jokes yeah. as well. Oh, uh, oh brilliant <laughs> jokes! <Yeah>. Brilliant jokes. <laughs> but yeah, she was she was the star of the show, no doubt. Mm. I don't she, know what it is oh, about this film though, as well. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the all female one. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just from the opening credits, this felt like a different film. It, is, it different felt genre. like a it felt like a Ghostbusters film, whereas the other one. And I don't know if it's the lighting, if it's the cat, or what it is. But yeah. it music. just had a. It could be the music, but it just had a different feel that I wish they'd given the female version to some extent to make it part of the family I, don't know, I think yeah. it was the music because it was that yeah. that ominous deep tone it, it could yeah. be I say I have no idea what it is but it's just yeah. one of those things where I can say yes that's that had that yeah, lots of music uh, was taken from the first film exactly yeah. that's that's another mm. part of the, the weaponised nostalgia yeah. Yeah. it's just let everyone realise oh this is Ghostbusters yeah. even, to, even to the even to the extent that at the end it was no longer Ghostbusters um, Afterlife Afterlife it was just Ghostbusters yeah. and we were all heading back into New York yeah. with the yeah. theme and the car on the bridge yeah, yeah, the, yeah. even Part though Ghost of the Gozerian is now hopefully gone and the reason they went out of business in the first place was because the uh spooky stuff died off I don't know how many mm. dates did we have on carved on there the... were a lot of dates and, yeah. 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 yeah I think they probably uh, edited it from 2020 2021 as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's much more of a, a drama first comedy second this film there's a lot of comedy in it mm. a lot of character comedy <laughs> But it's not quite the outright comedy that the 2016 was. No. I don't know mm. if I agree there, because really? I, I felt a lot of it... I, I just found myself smiling all the way through it at silly things. Yeah. Like, like I did with the original. Your first words at watching the trailer? Yeah, because the trailer I wasn't impressed with, no, was you I? was not impressed I with really the didn't like the trailer. I, okay. I, I disliked the trailer to the extent that I wasn't sure I wanted to watch the film. Wow, OK. And I'm really glad I did watch the film, because it was wonderful. Okay. yeah. 
but in a completely different way to how the uh, the reboot was wonderful. Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot, but I think you need to watch honest trailers to have my full thoughts on it because that <laughs> classified what I felt was wrong with the film. Mm. Yeah, the Egon bit at the end was nice and it's just wonderful that the film finished because it just slammed to a halt for me. Mm. It just stopped. Well, when when they're looking at the, at the ghost, the film just stopped mm, for okay. me. And it was a discussion, a conversation I had at work is somebody who saw the film and didn't even realise Sigourney Weaver was in it at all. Because they well, hadn't watched the after. Yeah, watch, yeah. It, it, it's just a sudden afterthought. We've got to include everything. Oh, God, we've forgotten her. How can well, we no, I'm her glad over? they did it that way. Cause so am I. Th- no, if they just... Yeah shoehorned her into the main plot for no reason yeah but they yeah. shoehorned her into the credits for well, no that's, reason that's fine I, I found no, that funny because no, no. she couldn't have been in the main plot because it she was, wasn't a ghostbuster but it was an afterthought it, it gave because we the, have to include it because she was in the main film well but can they I didn't include Lewis Tully he doesn't act anymore no. <laughs> he is he's coming back to Honey Shrunk the Kids isn't he he's, oh, is doing he doing that he's under yeah. negotiation uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. the fact that the original Ghostbusters only turned up at the end <clears throat> meant they couldn't have much time with them which mm. is why you had those extra bits at the end well see Ray had his moment in the main body of the film yeah but Venkman and Zedmore didn't so they each got their own post credits and you say that, um, sorry, Keith, you no. said about um, how Sigourney's shoehorned it into the end of the film, but she was in the end credits for uh, the female Ghostbusters as well. She was. Yeah, yeah, but as, as a completely different character. Yeah, as they all were. Yeah. But right, okay. did anyone else, with when the guy showed up at the end, yeah. did you just feel nothing but really sad? Yeah. I didn't feel at all happy that they were there because yeah. they're just old men in... Yeah. Ghostbusters it's, outfits it's, that look too big for them. It, it just it's dangerous. Was, it was hammering home our own mortality. Yeah, it, it's, oh, yeah. it's getting dangerously close to my problems with Red Dwarf and my problems mm. with the last set of classic Star Trek films. Oh, it's you, it's it's, you, o- you, it's overrun that you, for you, me. You, you have ninety-year-olds still <laughs> trying to be twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah. yeah, but what in in universe? Ray got the call. He knew something was going down. Yeah. Why wouldn't mm. he go out there and help? No, but see, this yeah. is this is the conflict. <laughs> yeah. I I've got because if for some reason we don't ever talk to each other again bye bye <laughs> 40 years down the line i get a call saying that you're in trouble mm-hmm. i'm there mm-hmm. it doesn't matter yeah. if i have to go there in my wheelchair yeah. i'll be there and that's what they were doing having yeah. said that it does reflect what has actually happened in real life is because i believe yep. um yep, bill murray and God, harold ramus harold ramus had a massive falling out on the set of uh, Groundhog Day. Yes. Mm. And then Bill Murray discovered that, years and years later, that uh, Ramus was was ill Mm. and rushed over to his place basically on the last night of his life. Yeah. And just spoke to him. Yeah. Yeah. Spent all night chatting to him and he he died the next day. See, I'd do that for you. I'd talk talk to you if you promised to die the next day. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to talk about um you're saying about how to you guys um it felt when you saw the original ghostbusters mm. coming i kind of get that as well how it's the old guys coming back and it was kind of you knew it had to happen for the story yeah but for me i really enjoyed it and i was excited that it was happening because it's like here's the ghostbusters here's like those yeah. guys that and it's for mckenna's character as well it's like she gets to see the ghostbusters and podcast it's the ghostbusters and honorable mentions on the nostalgia overload as well comes back into this as well because something else to talk about the film was i loved the mini puffs 
Oh, Ooh, yeah. that was the yeah. other thing. Yeah, I, oh, loved, yes. I loved the mini puffs so much through the film, and obviously they're just there for cute little things to make the scenes fun. But mm. they summed up kind of how I reacted to like seeing the Ghostbusters again, yeah. like that scene where one of them is in the the back of the Ecto one, and they're like. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but the mini puffs the were ba- the mini puffs. Somebody basically watched the adipose and thought, "Oh, that's a good idea." Yeah. <laughs> I love the mini puffs. I yeah. thought they were brilliant. Oh dear, <laughs> not quite sure why they happened, but they Thank were just you. fun. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> They were there because why they were in any- the first film. Why does anything yeah. happen? Yeah. Because they were in the first film. But then, Nostalgia! yeah, Gozu would have some memory of the Stay Puffs, so but you can hand no, wave it away. because <laughs> according to the first film, you're meant to choose the form of your demise. Yeah. But it could be argued that... We didn't that get go- that point. We didn't <laughs> get that. No, it's because we had to resurrect the, the Stay Puff. Yeah, Nostalgia! It, was, it wasn't a giant one and you could zap them with... <laughs> Just that whole scene was brilliant yeah. like, in the it shop. Was, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, I, I, I don't care, like you're saying like there's no point in this, but I it think at just... the end of the day, every movie ha- like something like this, you have yes. some nostalgia and stuff. Mm. Yeah, it might not be needed, but I think they appreciate that it's part of the mythology of that show. I... Well not the show, but the movie mm. series. I'm... So they're like these new generation of people that come into it as well, it's like, here, have a little bit of nostalgia as well in a new way for the new fans. And then they can be like, oh, okay, so that's another part of that. And they're cute. And it's always good to have something cute cute in a movie. They're cute and wonderful. But as I said, it was uh, weaponized nostalgia trademark can anyone give me an old fart siren this is what i loved about it we we got to the same conclusion we just went all around the houses yeah. to get there disagreeing with each other yeah, and no, it's... I, I did love it and i'll quite happily watch it again totally. but, but i recognize it for what it is Do you know what the annoying thing is I've now got to keep an eye on what McKenna Grace is in so I can watch her again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. Freaking fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they'll do another one of these, but we'll see. That would be cool. I would say, of the nostalgia thing, yes, they're using a lot of the original elements, but it is a sequel. But it is more of its own film than the second one was. The second one was almost cut and paste job of Ghostbusters one. Mm. Um, this is much more of its own thing. Yeah, I'm, even though I'm, it's reusing. Gozo. Personally, I'm the other way round. Yeah, I'm with, I'm, with, I'm with him. As much as it pains me to say it, I do agree with Keith. No, there. look at the, look at Ghostbusters two. You've got them getting arrested. Ghostbusters mm. one. Statue of Liberty. Stay Puft, they got Marshmallow arrested Man. in this one as well. Children in prison. <laughs> <What the hell? laughs> they did blow up the uh, main street. <laughs> oh, minor vandalism. <laughs> that was another thing. The um the adaptions to the uh, to Ecto one. Yeah, with yeah. the gunner uh, seat. The gunner seat. seat. That was kind of cool. And the little pop drop down. Oh, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. trap here. Let's face it, this this was absolutely brilliant, but it was not faultless <laughs> by any stretch by of the imagination. No, I think it's good. I, think, I, I like the fact they brought back Goza. He just yeah. ties off that thing. I think at the end of the day, not everything's for everyone. Not everything's yeah, yeah. done the yeah. right way. Oh, yeah. But there is no right or wrong way because different people are always going to have different views and different opinions of films and TV totally. series and anything. And that's why we're talking about it because that's we all have it. our own thoughts and stuff. Anything that can make me smile as much as that film did is not a bad thing at all. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I may have blubbed like a baby at the end. <laughs> you did. You did. That yeah. film just and made me feel too. happy for the rest of the 
evening. Yeah. It was. I, I, I didn't blab at all, and any blabbing you saw was an uh, optical yeah, yeah. illusion. You, you, you seemed to catch a cold yes. in the middle of the film. Yes. 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 That's yes. in your eyes. That's what it was. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we all watch these movies or TV series or anything we talk about because it means something to us. Mm. Oh, and yeah. We always go back to it. We always explore it. And it means something to the writers. They know it means something oh. to us and all the actors and that. So it may not be done right for us, but it's done right for someone else, or it may be done wrong the other way around. But either way, they've I'll, given it a shot and they've given us I'll, more in that universe. Our baby lad is the voice of reason. He is. <laughs> I just think it was a bloody good romp. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's the one reason why I hate doing this podcast. Why? In days of yore, when I used to watch something, it was just, oh, I enjoyed that. <laughs> now I've got to know why I've enjoyed it, analyse why I've enjoyed it, specify which bits I've enjoyed. We See, could always dump you. <laughs> Can I squeeze your thing? You oh, excuse me. <laughs> She's squeezing my stitches. But yeah, it's like I, I don't know. I'm going to be too mushy. But at the end of the day, be mushy. <laughs> At the end of the day, we all go to watch these things because we like them. We oh, talk yeah. about them because yep. we like them. Yep. Yes, there are going to be things that are wrong. And sometimes it's annoying when someone sees something and they pick at it and you're like, OK, yeah, I can see that you're right. I get that. Just but I it enjoyed alone. it. I still enjoyed yeah. it. Like I've had that with people in the past. who like, I've watched something I really liked, showed it to them. And they're like, oh, that was wrong and that was wrong. And I'm like, OK, you're right. But you don't need to bring it up and yeah. mention it. You can yeah. just be like, okay, that was a good movie. It was a good escape. Yeah. At the end of the day, with stuff that's going on at the minute that we won't talk about, <laughs> and yeah. that yes. has been going yeah. on the last few years, all this stuff is stuff we need. Yeah. Escape. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Oh, that's it. I, I am. High five. Round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm making my statement not to try to change your mind, not to try to force you into my opinion. No, I know, I get that. Th- this is just my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. So I no, enjoyed I, I it. I get that, and I, res- uh, I, I enjoyed that. it, but I may not have enjoyed yeah. it as much as other people. And for anyone that hasn't watched it yet, do so. Oh, yes. yes. And for anyone that has watched it and did not watch all of the credits... <laughs> watch all of the watch credits. Watch all of the credits, because there are two different... Jobby Watson. The final one yeah. in particular did seem to be setting up the next yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I most think, definitely. Uh, yeah, Winston's going to be financing them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel, bringing them back. But we'll see. Uh, yeah. For me, best film of 2021, without doubt. Okay. But I've watched it does have his faults. I, I would say Trevor failed his driving test three times. He's 15. Yeah, I don't know. I know in America they, they teach driving at school, but. I don't know in what years. Yeah, 15 seems really young. I thought thought 16 they drove, but I don't know, maybe it's different. And the most unforgivable thing... Go on. Phoebe doesn't rinse her toothbrush. (laughs) Oh, what scum. I take back everything I said about her. Other than that, it's perfect. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also... For any of you who are interested in more of the behind the scenes of like how the movie was made and stuff, Adam Savage YouTube. There's a lot oh, yes, of behind the scenes yes. stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've been watching a lot of that. He yeah, did a lot tested. of behind the scenes for the movie and jazz. The the actor one, how they dressed the sets and stuff, and a lot of he's the fanboy. He's fanboy so much, and <laughs> he I does. love watching he it. He does. Right, we'd like to know what you guys thought of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Write to us via show at staggering. Stories. <coughs> Net.
two of our number were lucky enough to go to the London Film and Comic Con at the weekend. I mm. hate them. Now they're going to tell you all about it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Two-day event. I only went to day one, which is Saturday, yeah. which is the important day because Jodie Whittaker was there. Yeah, that was definitely the day that was busiest. I spoke to you about this earlier. Yeah. It's like you, you were only there Saturday. I was the Saturday and Sunday. And there was a massive difference between the two days. Yeah, I saw photos Sunday and thought, where's everybody gone? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most of the people in attendance on the Saturday, I think, were people dressed up as the 13th Doctor. There were a lot of 13th Doctors. Because because in that Doctor Who cosplay shoot, Jesus, I didn't, in my however many years of Doctor Who cosplay, I have never seen that many Doctor Who cosplayers in one area. Mm. It was insane and awesome. And <laughs> then Jodie Whittaker just photobombed us all. And it was That's like, a lovely what? picture. <laughs> Has everyone seen that picture? No, I've got to try and find it. There is a video as well. Um, there's a video on Twitter. On It's on the Showmasters page. Um, Put a link to the picture on the... <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that moment was so special and she was lovely with us all. She was. It was kind of predicted beforehand, like a few of us, like the cosplayers were talking between us going, this kind of works out. There's a slot, a gap between the other <laughs> things that Jodie and Mandip are doing and it works out perfectly that where they put the Doctor Who shoot, Jodie's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And then she turned up and the fact that they let none of us stand on the stage was just a bit... <laughs> but Adam, what was your experience meeting her in the photo shoot? How did that go? And then really, really well. I will see Hedda Pertuieta meet the Doctor, of course. And there were four Doctors there that, uh, yeah. that day. Yeah, I got photos with two of them. Uh, so we had Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy. We've yep. had photos with before, mm-hmm. but also the Schalke Doctor, yep. Richard E. Grant, got a photo with him. Yep. and of course the Witaka and uh, Mandip Gill got a dual photo with them and Hedda Pertuie. What was their reaction to him? <laughs> uh, Pretty good, yeah. I, I said, would you mind having a photo with the head of Pertwee? And I said, oh, John Pertwee. So prompted a bit, but they, they recognised yeah, after yeah. I said head of Pertwee. Because I, I know some people have had um, uh, dubious reactions. Yeah, to uh, yeah. I held it out to Mandip, the nearest one to me at the time. I did grab it. if that was because, you know, pregnant lady didn't want weird shit on it. <laughs> well, that's the amazing thing. She was... So friendly to everybody. She's yeah. touching she, everybody. She looked like she had a brilliant time. She, yeah, oh, she, she did. did. Uh, I, I am the... glad. I, I was dubious and worried that it might be a few arseholes. But who, but, who yeah. wouldn't want to go somewhere where you're worshipped oh, like a god? god. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great to see that she was so loved there. Because yeah. obviously That's there was quarters which... Uh, yeah. On the Sunday, Amanda Gill's talk, like she did actually mention, and she did say about how Jodie did enjoy the Saturday, and she actually mm. said how like she had such a good time yesterday. That's great. Good. I hope she hasn't got COVID. Though. <laughs> Hopefully not. I, I was but... half expected them to have put a glass sheet or something between yeah. her. No, mm. they were... but far from it. She she was very she's clearly, clingy. Clearly all jabbed up. <laughs> yeah. And... yeah, but yeah. she's also what, four months pregnant or something. It's uh... four or five. Yeah, because it was. I saw some of the photoshops from Gally. I think it was either Gally or some other one, and there was perspex between. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Richard E. Grant didn't get too close. It stood side by side. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but he, he, he wasn't moving his arm around anybody or anything like that. Yeah. But that's fair enough. But uh, Jodie Whittaker and Mandy Gibble were completely different. They were both just hugging everybody who came like, in. And, <laughs> yeah. That seems to be a character trait in the pair of them, though, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. It's just very much, I think they left that down to like just the guests kind of really yeah. like well, of what you feel like. Yeah. And although it was funny because. <laughs> 
in the photo shoot like they were like that but i think i've seen some guests that were really close in the main photo shoots and then some that on the green screen were like other side of the picture to the we guests. saw that we yeah. thought that was because they wanted to be able to see the tardis and the, the console yeah, the between them because yeah. the, the yeah, yeah. i saw them yeah. first and thought oh they're they're not going close up that's mm. fair enough yeah but, and then okay, i saw that point. Yeah, but I the, the pictures of people basically being being engulfed in a hug yes yeah. <laughs> But for me, meeting Jodie and Madden was great. I was cosplayed as the Doctor. I was like, I'm going to meet them as myself or the Doctor. I thought it has to be the Doctor. <laughs> uh, and on my way to the shoot, I just had that memory of like when Jodie first got showed around the TARDIS and they mentioned that she liked custard creams. And oh, I was yeah. like, oh, I see an opportunity here. Walk <laughs> past Tesco's, grab some jammy dodgers for me and some custard creams for Jodie. <laughs> and I go into the shoot and I'm like, it's hard because you know that you've got a few seconds with yeah. the yeah. person it's, you yeah, want to talk time. to. Yeah. Um, although saying that, they weren't rushing and I actually heard one of the showmasters crew go past at one point and go, they're taking so long. But yeah, it's I went up to them and I was just like, hey guys, I love you. You're both awesome. Jody, congratulations on the baby. Man up your call. Um, here's some biscuits. And Jody was like, oh, are they for me? I was like, yeah. <laughs> She's now, she went home with a box of 98. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. Twinkies. <laughs> and then on a Sunday, I spoke to Mandip and I was like, after her saying a few things to Mandip and asking her questions, like, so did Jodie like the biscuits? And she was like, oh yeah, that's what she was eating all day yesterday. It was a big pack of custard cream. <laughs> but you do get the nibbles. You're eating for two now. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That I mean, sounds like you had a fantastic time. It was so good. And for me, it was extra special because it was like my birthday weekend. So I had a convention. <laughs> plug, plug. Yeah. <laughs> I had a convention on my birthday, which is the first time in a while. And onto that, like, not Jodie, but Mandip, like, on the Sunday, she was still there. And I didn't have any photo shoots or any autographs booked for the Sunday. And then I just like, I need you something. And I was like, Mandip's here. It would actually be cool to meet her and get her autograph. Mm. So, yeah, when I saw her as New School Mandip, not the doctor, but yeah. she was like, I haven't seen Fantastic Beasts. I was like, you need to watch it. <laughs> and, yeah, no, she was lovely. And she was taking the time with everyone as well on Sunday because it was quiet as well. She had time to probably talk to people. And, yeah. That's, that's good. good. I remember when they announced Jodie was there and a lot of people were going on about how expensive the photo shoot was. Yeah, and I actually was. had a look. <laughs> I know it wasn't cheap, but I was expecting it the way the reaction was to be in hundreds of pounds which i have seen charged for some yeah. photo shoots basically the daily mail saw that they were doing a joint jody and mandy one for yep. just under double 120 the, yeah. Was yeah. Yeah. and they decided because it's jody whittaker and they haven't done a, a female doctor who bashing story for a while <laughs> to say that she's charging the fans yeah. Yeah. tons of money when the mate, it's the same yeah. everywhere the mate, the mate yeah. that um, she was charging for her photo shoot was was on par with what it's I mean. 70, I think it was, okay, yeah, it's, it's not. It isn't cheap. I can't. I mean, I'm I'm back from the days when yeah, an autograph we, usually involved. What do you want to drink, Brig? Two fingers of well, whiskey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, 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 all, we all live through that, and it's, we, a, it's we, a different world. We, now. we all got through free autographs, yeah. and it's different now. But it's on par with what I've seen charged with a lot of other actors yeah. that turn up to these events, and if not slightly less than some that I've seen turn up to these and events. And I think you'll find the people who pay the money think it's well worth it. Mm. Jamie has got his picture of oh, him and yeah. Stan Lee. Yeah. When my son met Stan Lee while dressed as a Sith Lord. <laughs> yeah. 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 Framed next to his bed. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. the best amount of money he ever oh, spent. God, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I spent £120 on it and 
other people were like, but how much? Just have a picture. I'm like, well, yeah. it means something yeah. to me. Well, I've got yeah, to meet exactly. the doctor and a companion. And it was a moment that I'll remember That's because it. I've got that picture. In the picture, it's like, basically, I've just given Jodie the custard creams. Yeah. She's really she's, happy because she's, she's got laughing. biscuits. And, yeah. And, yeah, and It's just brilliant. And another thing you have to remember, that this is a professional organized yes, event yeah. Yeah. so they have to pay, they they are paying the stars so they yeah. to attend this so they've got to have that wagement and then they are paying to make a profit mm. yeah, yeah. For, for this mm. company so yeah. you've got to have that added on yeah you know it's not as you said from the the leisure hive day yeah things which, like that. Fans, yeah, yes, which was you, a complete fan you, you're paying for the photography you're paying yeah. for the picture yeah. sometimes from what i can make out they don't pay the actor or actresses the full rate oh. because it's made up with some of the money mm. from the photographs and that kind of stuff but you've also got to pay for the expense of hiring the um yeah. hall. where was it again oh it was the olympia, olympia. olympia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But the big T Rex. I saw the big T Rex. They, they, they saw the T Rex. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah meet, meeting them was great. And you did feel a real connection. I don't know if, if you did, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, like generally. Proper eye contact as well. And this felt something. It's weird. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty yeah, well, oh, boy. He felt an emotion. <laughs> oh, 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 but it isn't just about Wittaka's. Also, that day they had a special panel for Death's Head, the yes. Marvel oh, character. It, yes. What, 35 okay. years? 35th anniversary of Death's yeah. Head, or will, will be in May actually and uh, yeah Simon Furman the writer and the original artist who came oh. up with the look Jeff Senior there talking about it really good really yeah. good event good, yes. quite well turned out as well it's on the small stage I but saw it was... that yeah. yeah that yeah, yeah. <laughs> was there uh, uh, other than the um, the photo shoots mm-hmm what else was was there? Was there sta- uh, was there the on screen stage, stage for, just for someone that hasn't necessarily gone to a comic con? There was a main stage and a secondary stage. Yeah, so there's like talks to the big guests, and then smaller talks for like people talk about cosplay or was yeah. your talk on the smaller one or the bigger one? Uh, smaller one, Death's Head. Yes, they had and they had another one for uh, this comic they're doing called Shift, which is an anthology thing okay. which you can get in news agents. So did Jody and Mandy go on stage as well? You yeah, had to buy Mandy. a ticket for that one, oh, and it was sold out ticket. before I got there. I was there. It was <laughs> cool. What were they like? Oh, it was so good to go. They were so funny, and basically, it wasn't a Jody Whitaker and Mandip Gill talk. It was a Jody Whitaker talk. Mm-hmm. The, the host comes out. Oh, okay. So here we are. Not just one guest, but two. Here's Jody Whitaker and Mandip Gill, and I was like. <laughs> she gate crashed and yeah but it was so funny because I was looking forward to the Jody talk yeah but I was so happy I got a Jody Amanda it's talk often because better. you saw yeah. the friendship between them it was this is why there. I, I love Peter Davison interviews but I love Peter Davison and Janet Fielding interviews <laughs> oh better oh my god they're wonderful they just play off of each other yeah and yeah well, when so there's f- a friendship there it works yeah <laughs> and it was so funny because it was Jody's talk and Amanda said a few things but they had banter and laughs about yeah. it. They were mm. joking around, like, when one would say a lot of stuff, they'd be like, oh, it's fine, I'll let you talk. And then they were talking about, like, um, how they're numbered on set, how, like, Jodie's number one and yeah. Mandip at one point was, like, number four or something. So Mandip was saying about how Jodie was amazing as, like, being the support, the main person yeah. who looks after everyone and how good she is on set and stuff. Mm. And they're just compliments about each other and just <laughs> having a laugh and sharing our thoughts. And it was still Jodie's talk. Like, yeah. she was getting mm. asked the questions, but then Mandip would, like, chip in every and again and have a laugh yeah it was really funny it was really good oh, I'm glad you got that on your birthday yeah, yeah. <laughs> enough of that <laughs> there's not enough of Jodie Whittaker <laughs> she's awesome we've got to talk about Doctor Who what was for music
right, Tenuous Links are us. After watching Ghostbusters, we thought, hmm, what could we possibly watch Doctor Who-wise that's got ghosts in it? Ghostlight, thought I initially. But no, we've done that one. So we've gone for The Unquiet Dead. Which has got ghosts in it, kind of. Gas ghosts. Gas ghosts. Can I just say, the pre-credits thing for this was my favourite pre-credits sequence ever. Oh, right, okay. I think Mark Gatiss said that he wrote it as episode cliffhanger for episode one. Right. You know, as, <laughs> yeah. as the scream in. And... Screaming yeah, into the yeah, camera, yeah. yeah. Mm. Just, it was, it was absolutely fantastic. For, those, for the... those who haven't seen Unquiet Dead, gas creatures trying to come through the rift in Croydon. Croydon? Cardiff. Cardiff. <laughs> Croydon on the brain. In Cardiff, 1869. Uh, what's his name? Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve. Gwen from Torchwood's great, 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 great aunt. Christmas Eve. Chaos ensues. Mm-hmm. This episode. Shall we spoil? Not... Shall we pause for music? We've already done that. Oh, okay. After I said we've been watching Doctor Who, pause <laughs> for music. This <laughs> this episode for me is one that I almost didn't watch the show because of like what? I am really? literally literally April twenty oh five. Okay. Yeah. So back in two thousand and five, like I remember when I was younger, as, as it would have been when two thousand five. We all um, were. <laughs> yeah, we all were. Passage of time. I remember seeing the trailer. I think it was like a series trailer or just a trailer for the episode because I hadn't started watching the show as it went yeah. out. I yeah. wasn't a fat Doctor Who fan as the show, series one went out. I think I joined like kind of end of series two. I think I would have done an earlier, but I remember watching the, seeing the trailer for ep- this episode and that shot of her walking through the snow with the ghost face, and I'm like, it's too scary. I'm not watch it. I was worried you were going to say you just thought it looked stupid. No, no. Literally, I was just like, no, that no, looks too scary. I'm not going to watch that. I, I have to say, I love this episode. Yeah. And if someone said to me, give an example of what's a kind of a classic episode, this would be it. This is Hinchcliffe era Doctor Who. This is Sarah Jane Smith and the Fourth Doctor. Exactly. Yeah, you you could take this and put it in the 1970s series of Doctor. You could put this with Peter Davison and you know one of these. This would work with so many of the different Doctors completely. Partly because it's set in the past and they Mm. always are easy to do, but it's just classic Who in so many ways. Solid story writing. Some. Decent effects and a damn good cast. And a little bit of where's the cushion... Yeah. <laughs> Those eyes were freaky. Uh, I, going back to what was it? The the one on BBC Three, the confidential. Confidential mm-hmm. is. Uh, I remember an interview with Mark Gatiss about mm-hmm. this, and as he said, he wanted to write a classic story. Yeah, an old time Who story. Yeah, and to, did, to get yeah. It, it, yeah. with cliffhangers. The really, it was only the teaser, but yeah. it, this is our first time back in time in yes. Who. Yeah, yeah. after it's modern a- day future, and then back in time. And of course, considering it's his first time taking Rose back in time, he messes it up. Well, it's meant it was, to be, what, yeah. eight, 18, 19s, May, uh, Naples. Naples. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. That's, that's what I love. The TARDIS is a magnificent, awesome machine that can do anything, go anywhere, and is amazing, but it's also a little bit naff. Yeah. <laughs> but it always gets him where it needs to be. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. I love this when it went out, and I've seen mm. it a few times, but when we do these reviews, I, I kind of like watch it a little bit deeper. Yeah. And I did like the fact that the girl played on the 
Doctor's yeah. Guilt. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of but, hadn't picked that up, but that, that's because we hadn't gone through the whole um, Time War, and now we know his role in the Time War, so when you yeah. now see it now, they very much are playing on his guilt well, in it that It was part. his face when they said yeah. that a war came. He managed to look angry and guilty and upset all at the same yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's something that I was going to point out uh, or mention that you've beaten me to it. Sorry. Is, is uh, Christopher Eccleston's amazing silent act. Mm. The, the, the focus is not on him, but his acting enhances what other people are doing. Completely. I preferred Rose with nine than I did with ten. Yeah. Because mm. she was just so... It was all so new. Yeah. But yeah. when they thought they were going to die, they were behind the cage door <laughs> in the cellar. And, um, you know, she's... I can't die. I haven't been born yet, etc., yeah. etc. And he said, he looked at her and said, I'm so glad I met you. And that nearly made me cry because he was basically thanking her for letting him be the doctor again. Mm. Because he thinks he's just wiped out the Time Lords. Mm. And he wasn't the doctor until he met her. Mm. And yeah. He's starting to build his way back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then he dies. In the basement <laughs> in Cardiff. <laughs> There's a little bit of history, you know. I threw tea boxes yeah, off of those boxes at the Boston Tea Party. Yeah. Yeah, There's a nice bit of comedy in there every now and then. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Throughout, which yeah. you need in a particularly a, a darker one like this. Oh, yeah. yeah. And don't you think I didn't feel where your hands went? <laughs> <laughs> and again, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think we have to point out Simon Callow as well mm. as, mm. as Charles, Charles Dickens. Dickens. Which he's yeah. now played a few times, and I think. <laughs> Because of his role in that. Yeah. Well, he did come back to Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but in other Please. things, he's worked. Well, he'd already done it. Yeah. I, I seem to remember reading somewhere that he wasn't interested in playing Charles Dickens in this because it was Doctor Who, or make fun, it mm. would be uh, a, a gimmicky character. But they sent him the script anyway, mm. which he read. Mm-hmm. But after That's he read thing. it... They didn't mm. make Dickens out to be a moron. No, um, no, the guy no. was terrified, because it was terrifying, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then his brain kicked in, and he worked things out. Yeah. Mm, and yeah. he, he tried to find his courage, and he did well, the right thing. The, the, the <laughs> bit where he's sort of waving in front of the uh, coffins, you know, looking underneath, yeah, looking trying to find... The trick, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's it's known that Dickens liked illusionists, yeah, mm, like yeah. trying to work them out. Yeah, it did become a bit of a template in New Who, the oh. uh, celebrity historical. Yeah, well, this this is the first season, so virtually everything in the everything first season was was a template for later yeah. on. They yeah. didn't do it so much in classic Who, both Marco Polo potentially. Yeah, mm. but uh, yeah, for New Who, we often had these celebrity historicals. It, yeah, it, it, it's it's yeah. it's two. It's it's your first celebrity historical. And essentially, it's also the first Christmas story. It is, yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. And they liked the maid so much, she came back. She, <laughs> yeah. she was excellent. Yeah. yeah, Poor old psychic Gwyneth. Yeah, made an impression. Yes. That scene yeah. between her, Gwyneth and Rose, though, and just when she's oh, like, yeah. slow, that was so good. We were saying that they may have been like a hundred-odd years apart, but girls will be girls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, chatting and laughing about the butcher's Boys. boy. And yeah. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is there no... Bo- that's scandalous. But there is a boy I do like. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that also that Rose, because she was, what, 20, 2005, Nine, she assumed Gwyneth was stupid because mm. she didn't have 
yeah. school, much schooling because mm. she didn't know what Rose yeah. knew. Well, there's a difference between stupid and uneducated. Exactly, mm. but Rose, you've got to remember Rose is oh, yeah. 19 at yeah. that point yeah. and they're quite, you know, 19-year-olds can be quite selfish yeah. and she knew nothing of the world. But also, uh, we have to, I think I've got to mention that uh, Eve Miles acting, especially the way she stood in the arch. <clears throat> mm. There yeah. was, You could see something was wrong. Yeah. yeah. You didn't yeah. know what at that point, but she just slumped there in the middle of the arch. Yeah, she was very, very good. Definitely a favourite of mine. Got to be the best Mark Gatiss has done for a new Who, I think. I, yeah, I, I think, think so. so. Yeah. Certainly up there amongst the... Uh, yeah, I think what, what else has he done? He's Idiot's Lantern, yeah. Night Terrors, Victory of the Daleks, Cold War, Crimson Horror, Robert Sherwood, Sleep No More, Empress of Mars. I think this this is definitely my favourite of his. Yeah. I love the scene in the carriage where the doctor's just fanboying over. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then and have then to explain to Dickens what, what a fan, fan was. Yeah. <laughs> what, why are you for keeping someone cool? <laughs> and the the driver is like, should I get rid of him, Mr. Dickens? And then the doctor compliments him. Yeah. No, no, I think he can stay. <laughs> I, I've got to admit, the signalman scared mm. the pants off of me. Oh. I remember watching that on Christmas, yeah. uh, the, the BBC Christmas horror, yes. when I was about eight. Yeah, and you, you'd recorded it went not long after we met yeah and you showed me that and that was a that it's, was a it's, freaky it's, freaky it's simple story. it's easy but it is terrifying so how much yeah. of the signalman is um from the ghost he'd <laughs> <laughs> already written that one yeah <laughs> this this one is i mean i i love the ninth doctor's run mm. anyway i know i know all the reasons why he didn't yeah. stay on and all the behind stuff and all that old stuff but Purely from the point of view of someone sitting down watching it at home, I wish he'd got another season. Oh God, yeah! And I think yeah. he's a yeah. wonderful, wonderful doctor. And yeah, this is this is one of the episodes that's up there, just generally across the board that I quite happily watch. I wouldn't say on a loop. There's none of them I'd watch on a loop, but you know, yeah. happily sit down if, and watch. If, this if, if someone's up. got it on on the telly, I'm going to sit down and watch it. So I, I've <laughs> seen this one a couple of times, both watching it off the DVD and also I enjoy watching this with uh, watching reactors react mm. to this because mm. so some of the reactions you get out of it's it is very different to the previous two. If they go oh, yeah. in order, yeah, yeah, yeah. it yeah. is quite sad to think though that there will actually, unfortunately, be possibly some of our listeners, but some people that have only got into the new Doctor Who from David Tennant onwards, who don't watch Ecclestone any more than they watch the previous incarnations. Yeah, and I think that's sad because mm. a lot of what's from 11, 12, 13 onwards, the new Who was set by Eccleston's mm. way of playing it and these stories that established the, the whole feel yeah. for the new Who. But people who, who've joined late, if they become hooked like we did, they'll, they'll, they'll back. go back and watch yeah. the rest. Yeah. But if you, have, if you haven't, dear listener, I would highly recommend you watch this one. <laughs> you have a valid point now, I think, because I joined it after Eccleston's series was actually on TV. Mm. Yeah. So I didn't join the show with him, theoretically. I joined it right, kind of like late 10, going into Matt Smith. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I then resonated more with basically Tennant leaving, and then Matt Smith became my first Doctor. Yeah. Um, so you never forget although, your first. No. Although, <laughs> although I did experience this uh, Night for Doctor through like DVDs that I'd got in a shop. It's weird that although that was the first one that I watched and got into Doctor Who through, and he got me to like the show. 
I don't know, it's it's hard to describe, but it didn't feel like I was actually watching the show as such because it was like not <laughs> not a second hand. I know but what you mean. Do you, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's like I wasn't watching the current show. Yeah. It's I was old watching Doctor yeah, Who. I was watching old <laughs> So I haven't gone back to it much, admittedly. I have seen it a few times and rewatched Equiston, but I still to this day prefer watching ten and eleven and I think that's more because it is that it's your doctor. They're my doctors. Yeah. 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 If I had but, if I was put in a box and told you you can only choose one doctor, it would always be Peter Davison. Yeah. Being born in nineteen sixty nine, Tom Baker was always the doctor. Yeah. But Peter Davison was my doctor. He was the one that got me hooked. Yeah. So when you said about watching The Unquiet Dead, I was like, I have to watch it because it's what we're talking about. Mm. And then I remembered how much I enjoyed Christopher Eccleston as the yeah. Doctor. Mm. I probably won't watch another episode of I've seen because I'll <laughs> choose to go to 10 or 11. But yeah. In, yeah. In, in answer to your question, I'd have to choose all of them because there's only one Doctor. They've had 13 faces. but yeah. there's only... yeah. Yes, yeah. but you, you're one of those one of those annoying tits that says, oh, wonderful chaps, all of them. Yes, <laughs> they are. Which I do as well. But... <laughs> to be fair, if someone asks me who my favourite Doctor is, I'm like, well, all of them because it is yeah. the same mm. person. Yeah. yeah. Mm. What are alternative Doctors like? Are they unbound, doctors? No, we're not getting. I'm, I'm afraid <laughs> the whole big finish um, world is now separate from the TV because no. I think anyone's brains would explode <laughs> trying to actually ratify no, it. Big, big finish is canon. I know, but, yeah. but there is, how? There's just been a, a, this a third so. box set of Exxon just came out recently. Oh, yeah. Circling yeah. 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 that square is going to be fun. Oh, it's, it's brilliant because he's put like the first 50. 50 stories on my mp3 player and i'm with my walks i'm gonna yeah. i'm listening to them and it's new stuff i've not heard before with yeah. old still, old familiar voices i still think i've only listened to the first series of Eccleston of the new stuff is it two or three now third just came out third coming out if you have to listen to some i really do recommend eighth doctor and charlie and new box eight just came out. doctor and lucy i've listened to some of the eighth doctor team audios and i like that yeah. paul mcgann's voice is so good in audio oh totally <laughs> and anything with benny in it you know Benny Benny Summerfield Oh, not from Crossroads. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Diane. Maybe there should be a thing in each podcast. Like, there'll be a little tiny segment going, I listened to this one because I was recommended it, and that's what I thought of it. (laughs) So, summing up, would we recommend that people watch Unquiet Dead? One of my favourites. Yes. Would we recommend they have a cushion and turn the lights off? (laughs) Yes, definitely. I would say cushion, but leave the lights on. (laughs) Do you know the only thing that's scarier is forgetting to say hello to the head of purple when he's glaring at us? Wearing a white. There's two of them. I didn't yeah. see him. He multiplies. <laughs> he was on this sofa when I okay. sat down. They dance, they dance around blur, and then there'll be another one. Has <laughs> he got less wrinkles than him? <laughs> He's had a long weekend. Yeah, <laughs> one, two, three. Hello, heads of Heads of, yes. Hello, Terence. I spoke to your mummy the other day. Ooh, she oh, says yeah. hi. Good. Graham, dangerous Churchill. Various new pictures. Where's Clara. pictures. Where's cardboard Clara? Uh, probably hiding away. Her, the shame of being herself. <laughs> so harsh. So harsh. When the new we have cakes. We, Clara, have, a, we have cakes. And we, we have, have to have cake. cakes. Oh, okay. Yes. We got t- we got a double birthday in the house. We've got ah. Stephen, who is how old? Nine hundred and something. No, <laughs> Thirty-three. And Jean, who's seventy-one. <laughs> oh, Not till tomorrow, though. Oh, seventy-one tomorrow. Yeah. There's a look. Jean, Jean, seventy-one years young. <laughs> There's definitely a look going on there. <laughs> I'm hiding behind my mic. <laughs> Hi. Mm. Happy birthday. 
Happy birthday, birthday to you both. Yes. Happy birthday, everyone. You'll be old one day, woman. <laughs> I am now. I'm a nana. <laughs> anyway, watch The Unquiet Dead. Definitely. Write to us. Definitely. Tell us what you thought of it Definitely. via show. At Stories.net. Cake. So when you said we have no feedback, you actually forgot about Crumbly's Corner, didn't you? Well, he couldn't be bothered to show up. I naturally put him out of my mind. But (laughs) rather than argue, let's head over to Crumbly's Corner. Hello, Crumbly here. Sorry I'm not at tonight's podcast, but at this moment in time of recording, myself and fake Crumbly are at the theatre, laughing our heads off to the musical The Book of Mormon, However, I would like to share my thoughts and opinions about what is being uh, discussed on tonight's podcast. Ghostbusters Afterlife is a tale of what happens almost 40 years down the line from the original story. A young mother and her two children move to a farm in rural Oklahoma, bequeathed to them by their grandfather. It doesn't take long to find out that the girl, Phoebe, is Egon Spengler's granddaughter. She even indulges in a game of spectral chess with him at one time. There are so many elements in this uh, movie of the first two movies all mixed together until the climax of the movie, where everyone are pointing their proton packs at Goza the Gozerian's flat top once more. This movie feels more in step with the first two movies. The ill-starred all-female remake was very much a step to the side and ran parallel to the original movies. However, it was good to see two generations of Ghostbusters teaming up to defeat spectral interlopers once more. It has been documented that Dan Aykroyd is interested in uh, continuing with the franchise, all I can say is, all the surviving cast members aren't spring chickens anymore, so they better hurry up. All in all, Ghostbusters Afterlife is very much a passing of the torch, while retaining fondly remembered elements from the original movies. Now, on to more things of a spectral nature. I won't say the word spooky because that sets my teeth on edge. The Unquiet Dead from the Christopher Eccleston week has all the elements that you would need to make a good old-fashioned Victorian ghost story. The Doctor and Rose, Billy Piper, without her gumshield teeth, that she would lisp and mumble around in later episodes. An Undertaker, who calls the dearly departed Stiffs. The aforementioned Stiffs, up and wandering around and generally making a nuisance of themselves. Eve Miles, as a psychic maid, who foresaw the Big Bad Wolf, and John Barrowman's bare bottom being aired. And Simon Callow, as an initially sceptical Charles Dickens. Throw all this into the blender, and what comes out is one of the best episodes of Christopher Eccleston's tenure as the Doctor. I don't think the Doctor endeared himself to the inhabitants of Cardiff when he said he did not want to die there, but Cardiff, being built over a spatio-temporal rift, laid the groundwork for Torchwood. The wraith-like gulf, comprised of gas, was very portentous indeed, as the next episodes would deal with those very farty aliens, the Slitheen. Even though this episode was set in the midst of death, at the end of it, it was a very life-affirming and joyous episode, as the once jaded and world-weary Charles Dickens finds a new lease of life after he and the Doctor go their separate ways. Anyway, that's enough of my ramblings for this episode. Hopefully I'll be back in the studio for the next recording. So, until then, this is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. But fear not... Next time, For there will be there'll more. be more of the same. <laughs> more fun. Frivolity. And jollity. News and reviews. More who? Oh, didn't you? So until that... Turn. G for ghost. Oh. Oh. Galloping goat in galoshes. Gaily. Galomps. <laughs> They're ginormous. Great. 
greatly grape crushing goat feet <laughs> towards us caringly <laughs> this is me fake heat farewell <laughs> goodbye au revoir oh, bye bye I am the scales of justice conductor of the choir oh, of God. death kill me now You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast series one number 388 featuring Adam Purcell, Fake Keith, Jean Riddler, Stephen Clare and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended and this has been a Fake Keith and El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. And I do apologise in advance for my coughing through this whole proceedings. That's all right. Because <laughs> I can't Hello. Let's just stop. Hello. 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 Which Pokemon is it? Stitch. <laughs> it's Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I but I've never seen it. I don't watch Lilo and Stitch. That was after my time. <laughs> you need to watch it. It's so good. <laughs> see, see, there's a whole load of them that I miss because I stopped being a kid, but then I did have kids that I had to watch them with. Yeah, but you can watch them anyway. Yeah, yeah but, but I just I watched Frozen when... Oh, I oh, love no. it. I wasn't even with us. <laughs> yes, didn't you just? Yeah, uh, no, I had flu. Yes, I was wrapped up in the duvet watching Frozen. No, no, over you, no, ex- and over. You, you had flu. You were delirious. You didn't actually watch anything. You just imagined it all, complete with the songs and the colour. Let yeah. it go. Lilo and Stitch, Jing. Oh right. <laughs> Angry koala. <laughs> oh, violence koala. <laughs> uh, it was budget meeting today, and so oh, that's, yeah. an all, that's an all dayer. Oh. <laughs> and they started it off um, by declaring that the Ukraine flag will be flown outside County Hall, oh, really? and then they had a ten-minute free-for-all about free-for-all debate about it, where they all agreed with each other, and one councillor nearly called Putin a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Only nearly. I'm not sure political privilege counts in quite that way. <laughs> well, he is, he is a wanker, but you know, he just didn't want to get told off for saying a swear word in a council oh, meeting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there was, there, was, there was a couple of really decent insults <coughs> with big, nice words, carefully, carefully chosen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, well, the man is... He needs to think about what he's doing. <laughs> the man enjoys himself alone far too much. <laughs> he's got hairy palms as well. <laughs> and poor eyesight. What did he do? <laughs> He's just been sent to court, but what did he do? What didn't he do? Bad things. Oof. Things we can't talk about. There are not enough bleeps. Bleep, 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 bleep. <coughs> By the way, listener, I do apologise for the fact I will be coughing for oh, a little bit. Gene, are you cool. playing with your boob? No. Oh, that's what <laughs> you had disappearing into your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> my necklace was oh. playing me up. Don't do that, let me. <laughs> I, I'm over 50, my boobs aren't there anymore, they're more there. <laughs> have, have, you been, have you done the tripping over them thing yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, that'll come. <laughs> but the line, 
going on your face in at night and you've got to actually move them out. Well, have you done the lying on your back at night oh, and they, they try and suffocate you in your sleep? Boobs <laughs> <laughs> are dangerous things. I have told you the solution for this. <sighs> You're not being my bra. It's not like I can stand. Stop! It can't be your bra and my bra at the same time. It'd have to be Mr Tickle. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, addendum. Is it boob related? No, it's not boob related. Some point, me and Adam need to talk about Jodie. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, you do. We do that in between. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool. She touched me. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the doll. Show, show us where, where she, she touched. <laughs> and I said, okay. Alexa, fairies off. Fairies off. <laughs> so fairy lights. Sorry. I didn't find a group or device named fairies. I know, because you're not at my house. And she paused, mm-hmm. and then she went, prawns are mainly found. Really, Emily, you were in mid-yawn when you said it. But it didn't sound like anything. No, no, it didn't sound anything like prawns. <laughs>